What's going on, everybody? This is Ezra McNeil from Real Talk with Ezra. Today's episode is very, very, very important. Um, it's about self-care. I did a, this episode. Um, it was actually my third episode. Shout out to Geneva and um, my other homie. I can't even remember her name, but it's all right. She knows who she is. We talked about the mental and physical, actually physical and spiritual part of mental health. But today we're going to dive in a little bit more and talk about the physical, mental, and much more other stuff that we all can relate to. So I have a few good friends with me that, you know, just introduce yourselves real quick. How you doing, Devon Stevens? What's going on, y'all? I'm Lady K. Hey, y'all. I'm Asian Nature. It's your boy, Josh McNair. How y'all doing, man? (laughs) (laughs) Josh had to break the ice before the episode, so, hey, it was going to be a good one. So, let's just dig right in. Um, I'm big on physical health, trying to better myself and stuff like that. Um, And I've had, like, a tremendous weight loss, uh, especially from high school and, you know, going into college. Like, when I got here, I lost, from high school to college, I lost about 40 pounds altogether. Um, And I'm... Every time I go back home when I have free time, like, I'm in the gym heavy, like, twice a day whenever I don't have work and stuff like that. So, Josh, if you could talk about, you know, your experience with, you know, health with the gym aspect and then also talking about your skincare and regimens and things like that because you got a little business that you got, you know what I'm saying? So, So let's dig in with it. So. Tell us about your experience. So it's, it's a it's a very tough story about that. You know, growing up, uh, I come from a family who has, who's kind of like people would say big-boned. Right. A lot of people in my family have a heavy set. Uh-huh. So growing up, I was always a fat kid in school. I was always the one that got picked on, bullied, sought counseling. Well, went to counseling. Didn't really work out for me. So, like, one day I was like, all right, I need to change. And it was like, I got tired of the point where I was going home, looking in the mirror, like, man, like, not the way you live and change the way you think. My dad always told me that. So mm. if I don't know what I was looking, I had to change what I was doing. My daily routine, I was, you know, everybody got that one grandma who cook everything for you. Yeah. I had to cut that out, you know? So right. I got, I, one day I walked past the mirror and I was like, man, this ain't what I want to look like no more. I was, what, 5'7"? I was in, what, ninth, eighth grade, 5'7", hitting 200-some pounds. Mm. Just, just, just not looking the way I want to look. So I said, you know what, I'm done. Tired of getting picked on, tired of getting bullied. So I just ended up just started going to the gym, play high school football, ended up going to college, played college football. You know, I ended up stopped doing that, and it's like, okay, started working out for me, and I had a lot of people with a lot of inquiries about, okay, all right, Josh, um, let's see, like, yo, so what are you doing to get to where you are? I said, people don't realize that 80% of your body comes from the kitchen, what you eat. You think of your body as, like a, as a car, right? You drive a Mercedes. You're not finna put 87 in your in the Mercedes, because what's going to happen? The car will start rattling. You're going to put 93 super premium inside the yeah, car to get, to, get, to, to get the best aspect out of that, That's right? That's a fact. So it's like, it's, like, it's like your body, right? You want to you wanna, you wanna eat right. You want to look good. It's about eating right. So I, I, I struggle with eating because eating is the hardest part because it's so expensive nowadays. You know, you got you to gotta buy the right food, meal prep it, cook it. You in school, you, you got jobs half of the time. So the hardest part most people is figuring out, okay, how am I going to balance the time of Cooking my food, going to class, going to work, mm-hmm. and actually eating the food, and then trying to go to the gym. Right. Anybody knows that's a hard schedule. Absolutely. But it's all about, I work out every morning at 5 in the morning, and I cook breakfast, lunch, dinner, second lunch, second dinner, first breakfast. It's a lifestyle. Yeah. You have to take it, embrace it, and love it. So I've, 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 in the past three weeks, I've lost 13 pounds of body fat. I went from 17.5% body fat down to 11 so I went from 213 pounds. Now I'm at like 197, 198. So it's like three it's weeks. Three weeks. 
Wow. And it's, 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 I didn't like the way I was living, changed the way I thought. Didn't like what I was, I didn't like the way I looked, changed the way I eat. Hmm. So I just ended up doing that, and it's been working wonders for me. That's what's up. Um, so I'm going to get back to you when you talk about the skincare. But when you're talking about your body, um, you said you didn't like it. Right. You didn't like your body. So that you want to make a change because you love yourself. Right, exactly. And then another instance is having self-love and understanding what self-love is like. So Lady K, yes, if you want to indulge more on like what truly is self-love and, and what's the, the importance of self-awareness and things of that nature. Okay, so I think Josh touched on it just really firsthand. You have to look at yourself in the mirror. You have to recognize, you know, what you want, what you want out of life, what you want for yourself. Um, self-love looks different f- for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, for Josh, it's working out. That's what makes him feel good. For me, I like to take baths. Mm-hmm. I like to relax. You know, it, whatever helps you get in your element. And I think once you determine what your definition of self-love is that can help progress you into other avenues of just how you can be successful because it all starts with you it starts with your love for yourself it starts with your health because without you without your vehicle you can't do anything for anybody right. you can't go to work you can't go to school they're gonna replace you anyway you spend all your time at work you know sorry to get off hand i'm very passionate about this but people i think people need to take more mental days for themselves to get to collect and rejuvenate right and we're missing that and i I really hope people get just back to loving themselves loving themselves good you can't love yourself you can't love nobody else if you can't love yourself right Mm -hmm. Mm, that's relationships that's everything but that's all i'm gonna say for that yeah kind of going off of what you're saying it's like when it comes to self-love, it's finding your authentic self, too. Mm-hmm. Right. Because I think a lot of times we think that we have to express the way um, people project us to be. Of course. And, and that shit's never comfortable. So learning what your authentic self looks like. So a lot of times I think that goes back to childhood, you know, before all those expectations are placed on you, before, you know, you're told, like, like this is what a good job looks like. You know, like, if you think about, like, whenever you're a kid, like, especially, like, little boys and stuff, they're like, yeah, I want to freaking drive a garbage truck because mm-hmm. that's what makes them happy mm-hmm. so just like really finding the core of that i think is really valuable yeah right. i definitely right. agree and it starts with your, your healing process yeah. whatever whatever feels good to you and once we start healing ourselves that's when we're able to collectively come together and start you know healing each other giving what our um what our purpose is to the world mm-hmm. i i totally agree with everybody's statements so i guess my first question would be like, what could be the, the the actual first step onto how, I guess, to make a better a better you? Uh, would it be, you know, the self-awareness and reflection? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. I'd definitely say um, self-reflection. Definitely. Um, so I guess I'm going to talk about, uh, just from a personal standpoint, uh, I started doing uh, monthly reflections two years ago, and it was just basically, I just wanted to keep track of my progress, just with life. Wanted to remember what how what I've been through, you know, that month, those days, because you know we focus so much on the future, we forget to be present and recognize like this is where I was in 2018, like 2017. Mm-hmm. So I didn't really know it was really part of my, you know, journey to self love and self care. Um, self reflection that just starts with just where where do I go wrong? Like how does this person this person sees me as like a negative? I used to get that a lot. You're negative. You're aggressive. Why am I like that? Childhood. Just yeah. the way I grew Trauma. up. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I'm very passionate. Some people think that comes off as aggression, but um, that's just how I communicated, and I, I held in a lot of anger. So when I realized, what, what am I mad at? Um, how do I express my anger? Um, how do I express my love? Because if, if I'm loving myself aggressively, like, oh, girl, you look all right, like, you know, then right. if I'm saying that to other people, you know, they're going to be like, well, dang. So I think it really just starts with how, how you see yourself and maybe, maybe pick and choose, you know, who you want to listen to. I know you talked about people's um, just perceptions of, you know, you, them putting their projections on you. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I want to say don't listen to that. But then again, you kind of need that because sometimes you need an outsider looking in like, listen, this is how you come off. I don't know if you're aware, but this is how you made me feel. Mm-hmm. That made me, somebody said that to me. So it made me look like, okay, I don't want to make anybody feel like that because somebody made me feel like that when I was younger. I didn't know I was doing that. Mm-hmm. So I think it starts with that. Yeah, anybody else could say something on that? Yeah, because I, I learned that perception is reality. It's, it's, it's not about what we think we're doing. It's how we're being perceived. Okay. So I, I learned that the hard way. Mm-hmm. The hard way. It's like I was, I was at a job one time, and me and a guy were sitting there talking and laughing, but we, we were done with our tasks. But to our manager, like, we was goofing off. Right. That's her perception of us, that we're mm-hmm. goof off. So at that time, until I had proved her otherwise, <laughs> I, was a, I was a goof off at my internship because... We were sitting down talking and laughing, but like, like to back off the different instances, same meaning, same thing. Right. So perception is reality. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's huge. I think that. Wow. That's hitting me to the core. Cause I'm now thinking like, dang, I need to go maybe to counseling. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Okay. Yeah. So, um, little transparent moment. Um, I, all these things, like, I want to do this episode again because I kind of made a vow. Um, in 2020 to like definitely um, create a better me, especially since you know I'm going to be graduating. Well, some of us are be um, graduating in May. Um, me and Josh in the room because everybody else has graduated. Congratulations! <laughs> um, must be nice to have a degree. Um, <laughs> so I I just made a vow to make a better me, and I wanted to do things that um, I've done before in the past, and you know just create new ways to you know just. You know, I guess just be better. So one of the things that I started doing, I started yesterday, was go to counseling. Um, did my like intake thing, and they're gonna let me know, I guess, who's gonna, you know, be um, having the sessions with me. Um, but my man Devon um, yes, is a counselor at Virginia State. So it's like, t- uh, tell us more about you know how counsel- counseling is and some other things. Well, indeed, like what everybody said, it all starts from with you. And that's what my realization was. Like, what is your why? And what does different things mean to you? What does your perception mean to you? What does people's assumptions mean to you? So I had to start off with myself, so I'm going to just give a definition of what counseling is to me. Counseling is taking a horse to the water. We know the saying, you, right. can't, you can bring a horse to the water, but you can't make, make the horse drink. drink it. It's bringing the horse to the water giving the horse multiple options. You can drink the water. If you do drink the water, this is what's gonna happen. If you don't drink the water, this is what could happen. If you don't want the water, that's okay. We can look into some different options. We can get you some minerals. We can eat some right. dirt. Like, it's, <laughs> it's different things, like, and just different ways of thinking. And it's giving someone else that ability, because like everyone said, we all grew up different. But a lot of people had negative connotations put on them. Like for myself, uh, to many people, I'm just, a big African-American guy. I got tattoos on my arm, my chest, my legs. Right. And those tattoos, to me, mean something like from struggle, overcoming, religion. But to other people, he's just a, a guy, that, a big guy that wears and has tattoos. Right. And just they a don't, thug or something yeah, like that. Yeah, a thug. Yeah. Or, and it's okay. To, like, it's okay. Yeah. They don't know me. 
but you got to learn to respect and appreciate the assumptions of others. Because when people see that, and I love when they think, oh, yeah, he's he's a thug, oh, he's from this inner city, he, right. he really doesn't care about anything. And then they see me graduate, they see me go back to grad school, they see me become a counselor, and then it's like, oh, wow, like, he has different meaning, but... I'm trying to get back to your question. I know I probably got off topic. <laughs> no, you're good, but you're good. Just the, the overall thing of counseling is everyone sh- could go to counseling, but it seems like in my community, I'm African-American male. That's what I associate as. It's a lot of different stigmas and statements that hold us back. Like, yeah. if you know the statement, you can finish it. Uh, what happens in the house stays in the, the house. house. We yeah. all heard that a lot in... In a lot of those cases, what happens in the house stays in the house, hurts the kid, hurts the child. Right. It brings a lot of anger. It brings a lot of resentment. It brings a lot of hurt. And what what you give out to the world is what is a reflection of you. Yeah. So at one point in time, maybe we all was giving out bad and negative energy. And I know me as a personal, when I was younger, there used to be a lot of stuff going on. But what happens in the house stays in the house. So if I'm angry about what's going on at the house, I'm going to school. I'm releasing that anger. I'm mm-hmm. making jokes. Mm-hmm. I'm bullying someone unintentionally right. and just just not being aware is the worst part of the whole situation so just with little stuff like that like sticks and stones may break my bones but words will never hurt you but the words you can replay words over and over and over yeah physical pain heals but the same way like you speak to somebody the way somebody says something to you the manner the tone like that sticks with you yeah and it just felt like growing up like a lot of people in my situation or like me, the most that we can relate to was the counselors. That's the people that cared about us the most, mm-hmm. the people that took time to understand us. And I think me personally, that's the ultimate goal is to give back and become a counselor for someone who may be like me that needed a counselor or yeah. wish they had someone they can relate to. So that's the thing for me, just yeah. becoming someone I wish I had. That's just, uh, I, I know I went to counseling when I was younger because um, my, uh, my mom and dad had gotten divorced. Mm-hmm. So I would, I, I would go, but I guess if I had the mindset that I have now mm-hmm. and, like, if I had it when I was younger, I guess I would have had, like, um, it would have been more helpful, Absolutely. if that makes sense. Because, I mean, I would go there, like, every Monday, like, 5, 6 o'clock and just say, like, yeah, I went to after school, had mm-hmm. some snacks. Mm-hmm. I'm fine. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So how? So you never had counseling when you were younger? I, I attempted to have counseling. Okay. I, I was put in a class for counseling. But uh, like you, I didn't take it as serious as I probably should have. Right. So what was that like? That moment that I was like, "Nah, somebody, somebody needs help, and I want to be the person to help them." It's just just going through life. Uh, the The real point for me is when I came to college, I was a criminal justice major, mm-hmm. and I got the opportunity. I was blessed with internships where I got to see different kids in different communities around the Petersburg area, and I didn't want to limit myself to just helping the the quote bad kid or the troubled kid. I wanted to be able to help more kids because the kids that I got to work with, they were already in the system. Mm. They already had bad stigmas behind them. And it's hard to change that mindset when you catch it that late. So maybe if I'm a school counselor, I can catch it while they're in school or just be able to understand or help someone so they don't get to the point where they alter their life by one decision that can affect them for the rest of their lives. Wow, that's that's some heavy stuff. One more question that I do have for you, though. Um, you know, while I'm new to it, so it's like I know I'll probably be learning about, like, ways to, I guess, get over my anger, my my emotions overall. Um, especially not, although it's so soon, we all know the, the passing of 
the legend, Absolutely. Um, Kobe Bryant. Um, so, like, for instance, like, what could be an example of, like, coping me- mechanisms could, to go through, you know, on how to go through, like, certain, you know, times of tragedy and things of that nature? Absolutely. Um, with the grief of many different things, everybody handles stuff different. So I don't have one specific thing for one person right. that couldn't apply to everyone. But for me personally, I like to be active. So my coping mechanism is maybe going to the gym, like maybe Josh, mm-hmm. going to the gym, or like Miss K said, like personal hygiene, cleaning yourself. It's different things for different people. Me, I might go bowling. I might go to the weight room. I might go draw a picture. It's whatever makes you happy in that moment. Right. But it's it's a whole bunch of different things. It's not limited to just one thing. Uh, you can go go outside for a walk. That's a natural coping mechanism. You can focus on one thing. You can draw a picture, color. Yeah. Go exercise. Just get active. It's so many different things. It's whatever makes you happy. Just doing something. And would you say it's like a like a, just a good distraction? Yeah. Okay. Now, I yeah. for me, like I started in this new year, like I started just writing to God. Like, well, in December, I I had wrote all the things that I would like to change about myself. And I would like write, like, what is, like, for instance, like, saying um, saying yes to a lot of things. Mm -hmm. Um, Then I would, like, write, like, define the issue. And then I would find, like, a scripture that, you know, matches that on how to overcome it. And then I would just look back at it and just understand, like, nah, I can't do this no more. Mm -hmm. But then when I got into 2020, um, I just started writing to God um, and... Uh, hopefully he reads it <laughs> but it's just like you know just giving getting that out um because sometimes you, you don't know who would want to hear it you know it's like that so why not just tell it to the one who listens to everyone you know what i'm saying so you were talking about health though uh from um like skincare and stuff like that I think oh wait i'm about. sorry can uh-huh. i interject good. really quick you good. Yeah, i absolutely. just have one thing i feel like um you didn't really touch on was uh, embracing your emotions. Oh, absolutely. I feel absolutely. like, a, and that's a kind of a part of the problem. Um, yeah. Exactly. We we are not conditioned to actually be present in that moment and absolutely. say, this is, this is how I feel. This is what I need. Okay, I'm upset. I'm angry. I'm crying right now. I need somebody to, under, if you lost, you know, your, your mother too or your aunt too, like, tell me so I can know I'm not alone. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think that's important. Like, we don't want, like, I get it, the distractions are good. Because at the end of the day, things need to continue to move forward. But we also can't forget that our emotions are valid. And yeah. we need to embrace them. It's just simple going back to finding that authentic self. You know, that's what it looks like. If what it looks like for you is, you know, screaming or crying or doing whatever you need to do, just allow it to happen, mm-hmm. you know, as long as you're not harming yourself or others. Just right. Allow it to manifest, allow it to express. I definitely understand that. I, one coping mechanism that um, I kind of, like, want to get more into, Asia, mm-hmm. would be, like, meditation. Uh-huh. And uh, you told me when we were uh, talking the other day, when I was looking for people for the episode, that um, you're a yoga teacher. Yeah. And um, your experience with yoga and meditation has, you know, changed you a whole lot. So if you want to dive more into, like, meditation on how that's a great way, you know, for you know, taking care of yourself. Okay. Um, So as far as like meditation goes, or my yoga practice, personally, meditation is probably the biggest part. Um, I know that a lot of times when people think of yoga, they think of what's called the asana, so the movement, the poses. Uh Um, But really, the whole point of all of it is to come into yourself and to really like not just yourself, but your higher self that exists within us, the part of us that really connects to whatever higher power, God, whatever you believe in, um, allowing yourself to connect with that. And for me, 
Um, my meditation journey initially started when I was in high school. Um, I was dealing with a lot of trauma. Um, primarily, it had a lot with me to do with me, like trying to figure out like my sexuality and like not wondering like or not knowing where I belong and things like that. So it was just a lot of things that were just happening. Um, so then I just discovered meditation. Um, but I come from a very religious family on like two sides of the spectrum. My mom grew up Catholic and my dad is like very Southern Baptist. So neither one of my parents were like okay with me meditating. So I kind of like did it in secret for a little bit. <laughs> um, and then I kind of just ended up getting away from it because I just had so much scrutiny. Um, but then I had another traumatic experience just before I graduated high school. Um, and then it brought me back to yoga. And eventually I became a yoga teacher um, and ultimately, like what I learned through meditation was just to find stillness, to really listen to my truth, um, and just learning to, I guess, kind of unlearn a lot of the things that we're taught. Right. You know, we're conditioned to, like, like you were saying, like not feel our emotions, not express ourselves, or, or you know to kind of put on a show, I think, especially as black women, where we're almost sort of required to, you know, hold space not only for one another, but mm -hmm. for also our black men. Yes. So like relearning how to like answer to what I need, um, I was able to find that through meditation. Wow, wow. That's, that's beautiful. I like how you said, um, especially when you talk about the, I guess the, the black men and the stigma of how like, well, I mean, we're breaking from it, but it's still there for Absolutely. us. Like, not saying how we feel, um, not really being one with ourselves and our emotions. So, mm -hmm. I mean, as a black woman, how how could you, how do you say, like, what would be your best, like, help for us that, like, are trying to, you know, break out of that and, and say that, like, it's okay for us to, to cry, not be okay, you know? Okay, I think that's something that I can really go into a really deep rabbit hole about. So, um, hold on, let me let me let me try and think of a way to condense this. I think a lot of it has to do with very toxic masculinity. A lot of it has to do Come with we, we have a lot of time. <laughs> Come it's on. okay. Yeah. Say how a lot you of feel. it has to do with especially black men, you know, it was a survival thing. You always had to be the fastest, you had to be the strongest, you had you know, you had to be you had to stay strong, you know, whenever you got separated from your family, like if you're, if we're thinking back to like 400 years ago, right. and all of that generational trauma has built up, and it's just, it just sits with us, mm. especially our black men. And I just think that the way to undo that is to just allow yourself to feel, you know, there's, and I think that a lot of times men are drawn more so towards like the harder emotions, like anger, mm -hmm. you know, and that's okay for them to express because that's just them being their manly selves. Right. I mean, like even like, like how we were saying earlier with the passing of Kobe Bryant, like those men were really breaking down. And for a lot of people, that was their first time seeing, mm -hmm. seeing these men like cry. And it's almost kind of like, yeah. we forgot yeah. that that's something that we can feel, yeah. you right. know? And I think it's just holding space and allowing that to, to manifest. It's, it's, it's also good that like like vulnerability is a good thing. And a lot of us Absolutely. need to learn that because we're always taught to be strong and mighty and and taught that showing weaknesses is, is, is against the law, against all creed. You know, exactly. so so vulnerability is 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 it's a blessing. You know, mm -hmm. but but most of the time, whether it's on the male or female spectrum, you get taken advantage of. So that's what teaches us as men or as women that 
we need to stop being vulnerable. So, so being it for being a man, being able to be vulnerable with your significant other, with yourself, is just is something that we all need to work on. Yeah. And I think that people being vulnerable is 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 great. I think, but when people get hurt, that's when they you know retreat back yeah. into right. their exactly. thing. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. like I think Bob Marley said this: like you're gonna get hurt by everyone, and every everybody's gonna hurt you. You just gotta figure out the ones that are worth worth it. Right. right. You know what I'm saying? You can't you can't avoid it. And yeah, what you said. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I can add on a little bit here because what the toxic masculinity is just. It's just natural, which is the problem. Like, but this is a a good time to be in the space of the world. Like, you see more men being able to express themselves with yeah. uh, black men doing hair, black men doing uh, nails. Me personally, I I used to play football. I used to wrestle. That's that's violent stuff. Like, that's yeah. how I used to express myself. But now, I'm in college. I act. People say, "Oh, well, you act like yeah, yeah. What's what's wrong with that? I act. That's how I express myself. That's another way to condense my anger and express myself healthily, like well, healthily, yeah, healthy. <laughs> so it's just we're becoming more understanding. We still got a lot of work to do as men mm-hmm. and as a society, but I think we're definitely taking the steps towards it. It's just getting everybody on board. Like we got some people on the boat. We still got some people on the beach waiting. Like maybe yeah. I should get on the boat, right?" And it's just people still on the beach, just like nah, I'm not trying to get to the boat. But right. we're taking steps. Yeah, we're taking right that steps. was that was another question I wanted to to ask. Like, how how do we reach those that like really don't don't want to drink the water? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, what kind of ways could we like try in a in the kindest way and not even because some people will get offended very quickly mm-hmm. when they say like, oh, maybe you need to try this out because. You know, this is really not working in your favor. You know, what what kind of ways could we help those that like are really, I guess, in a sense, are trying to keep that that wall, but inside is really screaming out for help. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like how how could we? Um, I I definitely think um, the first thing you need to do is meet people where they are. Yeah. Like, don't try to force anybody into it. The more you force somebody, the more they're gonna push back. Mm-hmm. Um, also understand like maybe this is a part of self-reflecting why are they like that what happened to them that made them so you know forcibly no I'm not going to do that get them to open up about it maybe they don't even realize that something happened to them to make them not want to you know change or you know become a better person Um, what I would say um, just like from my experience like that question made me think about um, like teaching kids in like the Petersburg schools, teaching like those young black boys yoga. Mm-hmm. Trust me, they do not want to do yoga. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like they do not want to listen to me. They do not want to get on their mat. But you know, it's just like what you were saying. Find, finding where they're at. You know, like sometimes I'll play music that's relevant, and then that'll kind of make them be like, okay, get them loose. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it's and it's about vulnerability on both ends. You know, and I think that a lot of times there's like this savior complex and you don't really want to open up to someone who you, who you feel is like way up here and they're just going to like talk at you but learning how to talk to people and you know like right. you said meet them where they're at right. you know and allow them to express it the way it comes out and not trying to expect it to come out a certain way just yeah. allowing them to yeah so like being be. being relatable is a big thing yeah yeah, yeah. i definitely understand it. but then there's also one of the side of the spectrum is like 
you got to let experience be your teacher. Sometimes for most people, it takes going through something traumatic to actually be able to, okay, yeah. I need some help. I, right. I need I need to get my, 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 myself together. Uh -huh. yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, for me, it's like, it's like I'm, I was stubborn at a time. So like my dad was like, look, you better... Shit, look, look, Joshua, look, you gotta, you gonna, either you gonna listen to what I'm telling you, mm -hmm. or experience gonna be your teacher. And right. being stubborn back in the day, it's like, okay, I had to go through something to realize I need to, I need to fix myself. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, for so for most people like, to even go through something or accept the fact that they're going through something, they have to be like self-aware and realize they're going through something to even address it. Right. Yeah. So it's like you gotta go through something to actually like experience yeah. it to to speak up on it. Well, that that plays a part, like going back to you know being healthy. Like somebody who, God forbid, you know, has a heart attack. Um, and I've heard stories before, like people that, you know, have these illnesses, once they, you know, realize that, oh, I'm in a bad, yeah. in a bad mm -hmm. area, let me get my life together. You know what I'm saying? Like, let me eat healthy. Let right. Me, let me start going to the gym. Right. Shoot. Some people just, let me start taking care of my skin. You know what right. I'm saying? So like one instance that you, you know, that you have with your brand, Josh, is your skin, uh, skin and, and hair care. So like, right. what what can you like dive more in? Because that that's a big thing in itself. Oh yeah, too. right, right, exactly. So for me, it's like it's another thing. I, I got tired of. So you know, a lot of the times you go to a Walmart, you go to CVS. There's not a people of color section for the most part. Of course. And and for men with beard like Ezra and I, it just it just men, women, whoever with natural hair. Yo, it's like Devon got sideburns. Devon got sideburns. But it's 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 just so hard to find natural products for people of coarse hair, curly hair, or whatever the case may be. So four C. Yeah, it's yeah all that four C one A. I have no idea that this, but for me, I, I literally just use what works for me. So about two three years ago, I was using I was using some other brand which I'll not disclose, but it dried my hair out. It wasn't made for people of color's hair. So I was like, you know what? Let me go. On. I, I'm a seeker. I like to seek out things and research stuff because I, I like, yeah. like to know why, right. which is a toxic trait. I always want to know why, but that's a different Same. Same. <laughs> I'm always wondering why. So I'm like, why is my hair? Why do I split ends? Why do I have breakage? Why is my hair falling out? Like, like why do I comb my beard and there's pieces, it's more it's, hair on my shirt exactly. or in the sink than it is on my beard. Oh, yeah. my gosh, I got tired gosh. of the patchy look. I got tired of the shy glizzy beard with the half one, the chops on the side. Yeah, premature. So I, yeah, no, exactly, right? So I said, you know what? Let me, let me, let me. Let me, let me fix this right quick. So I was going up, looking up all like stuff for moisture or stuff for that shine that you want. So I ended up making, after two years of trial and error, I finally f figured out what works best for me. And then I would post, I would market, my, I'm really good at marketing and sales and all that's what I work in. So mm -hmm. I was always posting my video, my beard, posting my hair, my ways and all that. So people kept asking, yo, Josh, what are you using? And I would just send the stuff to get. And then they're like, yo, why don't you just put it together and sell it? Right. And I said, you know what? That's smart. That's that's very <laughs> smart. It's a lucrative business because it's something that you need. It's a lot of barbershops around there. A lot of and the best part about it is a lot of barbershops they they have been inquiring about my products because a lot of the time it's not a lot of African. It's not a lot of black people's stuff in in the, in the shops. Right. So they they so what I ended up doing is just taking like so it's called Infinity Grooming. I'm, I'm disclosing the name right now because I use it for my skin, my hair, and my beard. I don't use. I've been using lotion in almost two years. I haven't used any kind of style 360 pomade nothing right. so it's a few essential oils so it's called the infinity growth oil it's so i'm gonna give you a few of them not too many it's extra hey. virgin olive oil exclusive yeah exclusive lemongrass oil kerosene oil jamaican black castor oil you know that's 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 some in the um in, in the infinity oil yeah. and then the um the infinity balm is is, is for the beard the hair and the skin the main component is 100 percent african shea butter which i make myself i make my own african shea butter 
and then I put um, vitamin E oil, tea tree oil, sweet almond oil, a few other things, but it's literally all natural, sulfate-free. It doesn't leave your hair flaky or dry. It makes it shine, and you pop in the sun, and you you out there busting, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> right. You out there like, yo, hey, hey, yo, hey, what, what you got in your beard? I'm like, look, I ain't, you better buy my product, you know what I'm saying? So it's, it just it gives you a, a different aspect of like what works best for you. So. Yeah. I got my LLC. Everything's coming in the mail. I'm working on my insurance, but you know, being a broke college student, it's hard to buy the products. So. Right, yeah. <laughs> Drop day coming soon. Stay tuned. Absolutely. Yeah. Hey, I, he gave me some samples. I'm still using it, and I feel great. Uh, no cap. No cap. <laughs> no cap. <laughs> but so we talked about hair and skin, but let's talk about health and food. Lady K, you really do a lot because you 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 always talked about. Aren't you a vegan? I'm a vegetarian. Oh, vegetarian. Yeah, she's Excuse a vegan. Yeah, yeah, I am. Okay, yeah. so, we got, oh, so we got two <laughs> spectrums. Yeah. Okay, so for you, Lady K, as a vegetarian, um, how has your journey been? And, you know, what what growth has have you had, you know, being a vegetarian, also telling other people about it? And, like, what are the, the best things that you've got from that, that life change? Okay. Um, so I have been a vegetarian uh, June, since June. So it's almost a year okay um fairly new um extremely difficult if you're not ready for it um i transitioned gradually so i became i stopped eating red meat then i stopped uh eating like uh, chicken then i was pescatarian which means you only eat like seafood then i became a vegetarian still working on the vegan part but um (laughs) one thing i definitely uh learned from it really is do your research Find what works with you. What works for you. Find different foods. Like don't be. You can't. You can't grow up uh, on your mental menu. I, I like to call it like the foods you grew up with. Your mom cooks or your grandma cooks. Like you have to go beyond that. Look up new recipes. Try new seasonings because that's what uh, you know. Meat is really seasonings anyway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But um. <laughs> I don't get the time. <laughs> yeah. Um, just 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 find new avenues and and just be patient with yourself. Honestly, it really is a process. I, I did have some cheat days. I remember my last um, my last uh, meal was uh from Chick Fil A. It was a chicken sandwich and it it was good. And then that's when I went into you know full vegetarian. But. Be patient with yourself. If you mess up, it's okay. Um, definitely have some support. Find somebody that you know did the transition already, or find somebody even online on Instagram yeah, on that YouTube. you look up yeah. to. Yeah. yeah, a lot of people like they just take that for granted. Like there's somebody out there that that has all the tools and stuff that you need. So, right. yeah. Oh, oh, based on what I learned from it, I definitely have a lot of uh, energy. More mm-hmm. energy than I. You don't did. get the itis no more, do you? I do not get the itis anymore. <laughs> and you know what? Another yeah. thing. Let me just clear this up really quick. Vegetarians do not just eat salad. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I hate that. I've only had about three salads this whole time. I personally hate salad. <laughs> me too. <laughs> I hate salad. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. Um, yeah. That's it. Asia. Oh, uh, so. I would say, so I guess I can talk about like my transition first. So I stopped eating red meat. My parents stopped buying it when I was in first grade. So I didn't really grow up eating red meat oh, anyway. Wow. Yeah. Um, that was easy. And Lucky then, <laughs> and then um, I remember like being a little kid and I was sitting with my dad and we were, um, I can't remember where we were eating, like Fridays or something. And then I was like eating and I was like, I asked my dad, like, where did my food come from? And he told me and I was like, I was like, Daddy, I don't want to do this anymore. And he was like, well, you know, maybe when you're older. So I still remember, like, the day I turned, like, maybe, like, 17. Maybe I was, yeah, I was 17. I stopped eating meat altogether. Mm. Um, And then I was vegetarian for about five-ish years. 
Um, and then when I, and then like almost two years ago, I went completely vegan. Oh wow! Um, Bless you. Yeah. <laughs> Bless you. So I think that like, for me, it's. Uh, it's an ethics thing. So that's what makes it a lot easier. But I know that some people who do it for their health, I think just remembering your why mm-hmm. um, is kind of like what makes it a lot easier. Um, but like I was saying, with me, with it being ethics with me, it just it makes it easier because I don't even like really want it anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, and then kind of like what you were saying, like learning different things, expanding. Like I think I eat more of a variety now that I'm vegan, even though whenever I was vegetarian. Right. Um, but also... I think that a lot of people have a hard time wanting to transition because they hold their, you know, like our food is is what connects us to our culture. But just knowing that there is alternative ways of making it, you know, you can you can make your favorite foods that you had growing up vegan. Mm-hmm. It's very possible, you know, and that's kind of like my mission with my brand is like letting these people know that like being vegan does not mean losing your culture in Mm -hmm. any way Mm -hmm. and i think a lot of times when people think of vegans they think you know of like skinny white women there's like this stigma around it and you just have to understand that like like there's a broad spectrum of people and and like you're saying like finding your groups like there are definitely like black vegan groups out there Mm -hmm. you know there's like afro-caribbean vegan groups and like you know like Latin American, like all types of different groups that you can join, different people you can talk to, like finding your resources, things like that. That's what's mm-hmm. But I mean, I don't want to take you guys' time because I know people got to go back to their respective places. But I really appreciate you guys for coming out um, because this episode, I'm going to listen to this maybe once or twice a week <laughs> so I can just keep myself on track. But for, you know, last closing for remarks, what, what would you guys say out to the people, um, you know, for this new year, basically, I heard a saw a tweet that like February is the is the real yeah, start, real start of, of year, 2020. Right? <laughs> so as we really start in 2020, what are the things that you would definitely you know advise people to do um, for for them to be better? Start over here. All right. Um, that's a great, great question, great statement, but it's really tough. Um, my biggest advice for anybody is. If you want something and you know you want it and you're passionate for it, go for it. And don't just say you want it. Write it down. Uh, post it all over the place. Tweet it. We got social media. You can tweet something. Right. You can reference it. You tell your friends. Just just go after it with everything you got and have people around you that support it. Because without support and without the vision, there's no way you're going to get it by yourself. Well, I mean, you possibly could get it by yourself. True. But are you really getting it by yourself? Who right. And always remember your why. That's the biggest things for me. Support is free. Support is free. Um, dang, I think you done touched everything. Uh, <laughs> like, no. Um, I, I definitely, well, I'll just say for me, and I think because this is where it definitely starts, self-love. That That's where it's at. You are, you are all you got. Nobody can, you know, drive your vehicle. Um, and you cannot accomplish anything if you don't have, you know, your vision, your health, and your life. So take care of yourself. I think for me personally, um, so for a long time, I was really big on self-reflection, you know? And I think a lot of times, like, cancel culture kind of, like, 
<laughs> goes a little hard, you know? And I felt yeah. like I kind of like went into a box for a while and I was just like, okay, I need to do this better. I need to do this better. I need to do this better. But like allow yourself the space, A, to be present and to mm. acknowledge your accomplishments um, and B, allow people, invite people into that space for your growth because self-work gets mad lonely. Yeah. And, and just for one, just even for accountability, it's really important mm-hmm. to have people in your corner and to just not shut people out and just remembering what brings you joy and, you know, just adding more of those things into your day. It doesn't necessarily mean that you have to like, you know, do a complete overhaul of your life. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it all comes with time. I Josh. Well, I, I mean, I have no idea how to, how to match these wonderful <laughs> people, but I'm, I'm going to go with a quote. Um, it's something my dad drilled into my brain. It's that I live by to the day. So it's nothing to do with, like, health care or nothing like that. It's, the quote is, be careful of who you are today, for the time may come. You can't be who you want to be because of who you've been. So mm-hmm. make sure you're just watching out for yourself. Stay tuned with everything, you know? So mm-hmm. that's basically it, man. Tap yeah. in. Yes, sir. And, and how can Absolutely. we reach y'all? I mean... Any social media. Oh, you follow me on Instagram, <laughs> underscore J1K, underscore, man. Follow me. I don't follow everybody back, but I might follow you back. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so for me, I'm at Asia Nature. It is A-J-A and then Nature. And then make sure you go to her yoga classes, too, in Richmond. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I, I think next week I'll actually be starting at Virginia Union. Oh. Sorry, y'all. But, mm. yeah. Uh-oh. How dare you? <laughs> I was here. I was here. <laughs> um yeah, and then um, I also teach with a group called Bear Soul Yoga. So you can always kind of see the events we have going on. We do rooftop classes in the summer. We do stuff at 17th Street Market. Um, there's always a bunch of things going on where you can catch me at. So, yeah. Tough. All right. Um, you can find me at my personal Instagram. That is Lady K, L-A-D-Y-K, three A's, one Y, underscore. And also, my business that I'm working on is called Selfish Healing. It's, uh, we're actually doing a workshop soon, so stay tuned because we will be in VA. Sorry, not in VA. We'll be in Texas, okay, this um, February 8th. But at Selfish Healing, just a place where you can come and, you know, self-reflect, meet, get in a space to talk about yourself, and just find new ways to love yourself, heal, be connected. Absolutely. Get a rose water, too. <laughs> All right, it's Devon Stevens on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, MySpace, all of that. Devon Stevens. D A. Yeah, everything. It's all the same title, but D A V O N S T E P H E N S underscore Twitter, all social medias. Or you can find me at the University Counseling Center of Virginia State University from Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. Well, thanks a lot, everybody. Hey, guys, listen. Um, 2020, definitely be better. Um, start with you, because it ends with you also. So just make sure that, you know, go to the gym. You eat the right foods. You know, maybe take some 10 minutes of meditation. And then also, there's always somebody listening for you. So maybe get some counseling. I know I did it. And so can y'all. So love y'all. Have a good one. See you soon.